And we're back. How do you for parts and all this episode? Something or other with your hosts, Rocky and Rick. And uh, it's time, Rick. It's Vader time. Um, Rest in peace, Vader. Yeah. So uh, Vader passed away today uh, morning. I think he was 63, 67, something like that. Uh, didn't say what it was. His son posted on his Twitter. Um, but I mean, remember not like last year? Well, he had a bunch a few of the, months to live. Yeah, well, that was last year, and he le- and lived the whole year. I mean, yes. <laughs> I think it's probably heart complications or some shit like that. But but I think that was the issue because I, I know he recently went through uh, surgery for those same complications. Well, also last year too. I think or the beginning of the year. No, yeah, I think it was. If anything, it was the beginning of the year. Uh, so yeah, it's him passing away. Uh, it's really shame because some of his best stuff is from um. WCW. No, yeah, all Japan really. Well, yeah. Um, or it was a New Japan. I think it was New Japan, with the Mastodon like head and. Yeah, I know it was, was, was New Japan. Yeah, uh, some of his best stuff is there. Uh, I don't know if it's on New Japan, uh, NJPW World. I don't know if it's there. There's some of it there. I'll look right now. But he was awesomely used in Japan, and if you yeah, watch his yeah, Japanese yeah. matches, that's, that's really the good. best use of Vader. Uh, WCW was really cool when he came in with what the was, Mastodon I think helmet. It was Jim Crockett WCW, not yeah, when he had the Mastodon helmet. Yeah, 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 but it was JCP. Yeah, blue ring specific. and everything. Yeah. Um, but well, that was World Championship Wrestling when it wasn't. It was still WCW. But they called it World Championship Wrestling. No, so I'm saying it's the Jim Crockett. It's the one with Tony Schiavone with the porn mustache mm-hmm. and the and like some of the great flair promos. It and had all that, that awesome music, which we'll probably hear at the beginning of this one. As much as Vader time is cool, I like the WCW one better. Gotta find that. that eh, we used it before. The one with the the mask. The, the WWE 2K18 has it. Also, does it? It has oh, WCW yeah, yeah, yeah. when he comes out with the helmet. Uh, but yes, his New Japan stuff is probably some of the best shit. And it's a shame that WWE, uh, well, F at the time, didn't really utilize him as good as they could have. And I know oh, when wow. he left, he went back to New Japan or something. Uh, he had heart surgery in March of this year, mm-hmm. followed by another in May to treat an arrhythmia. It says uh, two days ago, as of this recording, on June 18th at approximately 7.25 p.m., after a month-long hospitalization for pneumonia... Yeah, it was pneumonia that killed him, He died at 63. Yeah. At the age of 63. Um, It's a shame. I liked Vader. I I only really got to catch Attitude, or like pre-Attitude Era Vader. That's some of the worst use of Vader. It was, it was. But, I mean, it's that and Boy Meets World. (laughs) Breaking that basketball. <laughs> uh, I said there's a few WCW stuff, and I've seen. I mean, not recently, but last year I watched some of the the New Japan uh, his Japanese matches. I mean, I've seen the Stan Hansen match uh, from New Japan and stuff. The eye one, yeah. I mean, he gets his eye pulled out, and he pulls off his mask and stuff. He had really awesome matches there. Um, and then that also on Monday marked, I think, the 30th anniversary of Bruiser Brody's death. If I recall, I think it was the 30th anniversary. Um. There was a documentary in High Spots on Monday. It was up for free that you could watch it. It's not there anymore. Sure. But High Spots did, did the Bruiser Brody documentary. It's like three DVDs or some shit like that. Um, it was very, very good. Uh, I really didn't know much about Bruiser Brody's death. The only thing I know is that he got stabbed <laughs> in fucking Puerto Rico. Yeah. And Tony Atlas was there watching it. And Tony in, Atlas was there? Yes. And in the documentary, Tony Atlas talks about it vividly, word for word, pretty much what happened before him. Uh, and Bruce Brody getting stabbed. I forgot what it was over, if I recall correctly, but... Um, was it money owed? Some shit like that. But it was in- I know that Puerto Rico is notoriously, like, hyper-violent. Even, like, the wrestling, people were always, like, juicing and fucking just... Well, yeah, that was with the cologne. His shit, fucking yeah, yeah. head shit. But, um, but I'm saying, like, the people there, like, the audience would get really riled up and get... And were prone to fits of violence. But, um... Yeah, so... I, I heard the documentary is very awesome. It's probably one of the best documentaries you can watch on a wrestler too. Let's uh, talk about high spots, but you can probably download it if you want to be with that guy and I will be that guy. 
I think uh, I think there's some Bruiser Brody stuff on the network. Nothing like the really awesome. No, shit. no, no, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, Which I know on I that ran into on that DVD has like some of the awesome shit that he did for like all the old American promotions and the Japanese ones and everything. Because some uh, of his best stuff is also in Japan too, when he did a lot of the tag teams and everything like that. Uh, there's Bruiser the finish of Bruiser Brody versus Kevin Sullivan, Bruiser Brody and the Grand Wizard versus Kevin Sullivan. Uh, this is Rude One Man Gang versus Lance Von Eric and Bruiser Brody. There's there's clips and shit. There's a lot of pages of clips of Bruiser Brody at least on the network. And as far as Vader and New Japan, there are 25 tagged videos oh, hey. of Vader matches. One of them being versus Stan Hansen, and his face is all full of blood. So I assume that's for that rope, just that bell, that yeah, cowbell. You know, he didn't want more cowbell. Uh, but yeah, I think it was the 30th anniversary on Monday. Um, so yeah, uh, so we can jump into the pay per view and stuff. And oh, hold on, man, I have so many news. Tabs we can talk the open. news about the open at the afterwards. What? We'll talk about the news after the fact. Uh, okay, fine. We usually do a new segment up front. I know, but it's like, I guess, fine, with your whole situation, let's knock this out and then we can talk about the news. The situation is that Rocky only saw half of TakeOver, everyone. You I don't can, know. That, more than half? More than half. There's only five matches, so Rocky saw half of TakeOver. I saw more than half. I saw three matches. Okay, he saw three and a half. Uh, very upset with Rocky, but, you know, what can you do when you when this is, you don't pay this man? That's true. Um, Support I, Patreon. I saw it. I even saw Money in the Bank. I also saw Money in the Bank. Oh, wow. This motherfucker says one Money Because I remember the day after. <laughs> you saw Money in the Bank. I'm sorry. I was at a movie with my lady having a good time. Ugh. And then I remembered there was wrestling. Rocky watches bad movies too, everyone. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even defend it. Yeah, man. No, no. I, I don't need to defend it. I enjoy my fucking movie selection. <laughs> All right. Oh, everyone. I want to watch Solo. who hasn't even made its money back. Please. I think it made its money back already, did it? I, I don't know. It, it took it a week to make the opening of Rogue One. Oh, it made some money. <laughs> I guess it did. I feel like it probably has. I haven't kept up on it, but whatever. Uh, not the time or place. Anyway, um, I'm gonna look that shit up. So, takeover. Let's believe. All right, Rocky. So, from the matches you saw, how did you feel about the show? I thought. I mean, it's it's a takeover show. I thought the low point as. F- Again, skipping Lars, a match I, I didn't care about at all anyhow versus Astro Black. Uh, the low point of anything was uh, Baszler and Nikki Cross. Yes. Where the crowd seemed to be completely disengaged from the match. There was they a Looking ball, right? at bullshit, yeah. There was, but they did someone in front row, according to, when they broke it, everyone says, uh, we hate beach balls. That's what the chant was. When the beach ball oh, got broken, some guy in front row grabbed it and fucking tore it up. And that's when everyone said, we hate beach balls. Good. Beach balls <laughs> fucking suck. Um... Yeah, I mean, that was the low point. It was still a pretty good match. Uh, it was a weird mismatch because, I don't know, um, Nikki Cross. I like Nikki Cross a lot. Uh, Shayna Baszler is okay with me. Like I I think she puts on high-quality matches. So, uh, but the tag title match was awesome. Mm-hmm. The uh, Velveteen Dream Ricochet match was awesome. Mm-hmm. And what I saw of the main event was also awesome. So, overall, that skews everything in a very good direction for NXT TakeOver Chicago dose. Well, uh, NXT TakeOvers are never bad. They're always far superior shows than I usually get to see. I mean, sure, sure, yeah. They're top tier. Like, even their okay, not, I'm never going to say bad match TakeOver, even their okay matches are still pretty good. Okay. Nikki Cross, Shannon Baszler was not I think it was a not bad match. 
It was whatever. It was not bad, but I think it was not bad for main roster, too. I think it was better than a main roster match. Yeah, than the fucking women's match and main roster. Yeah, I do think so. I think the run match is better than that match. Jesus, people, go to sleep. Uh, Can't you turn off your stupid buzzer? No, I don't want to, Rocky. I gotta live on this life. It's what you used to do on your old broken phone. Now that you have a new spiffy phone, you know, I didn't, feel important. I didn't choose the vibrate life. The vibrate life shows me. Right. But I'll mute it for you. Thank you. Completely silent. Appreciate that. Horrible man. All the time. Controlling me. Um... But yeah, I think Ronda Naya was better than this match. I like this match. I mean, what was what was noteworthy about it? Uh, everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> so everything that I can't come up with. Uh, the finish was whatever. That I'll say. Nikki just kind of smiling and just taking it. I assume they're done with their thing. But I think Kyrie is, is they're, they're leading up for Kyrie anyway. To I, don't know, I, I find Shayna so not interesting in the ring. Well, for her being so uh, not, she's not super green. She's whatever. She's normal, but I mean, look, I think she's awesome as her villain character. She's great. Man. I think as a character, sure. I still like what she does, man. She's she's not bad. She's super Constable Corbin at Jace. Whoa, no, man. But no, no, as a character, because I think no. Corbin has a decent character, but it could Ugh. be way better. And I think she has like a decent character, but she could be way better. I I, I still think that when Fuck someone, Corbin. I think when someone like Ronda Rousey makes. It looks better than you, and you've been doing pro wrestling for a lot longer, even if it's like marginally so. But you know, she's been on the indie circuit, Shayna has for way longer than Rhonda's been in WWE, right? It's kind of inexcusable, unless I mean, unless it's true that Rhonda's like the next Kurt Angle, she's the lady Kurt Angle. Yo, man, uh, that's the only kind of like pass I will give it. Because I don't know, man, that Shayna match is just like I wasn't really that interested. I was way more interested in Nikki Cross because she's just crazy. All right, well, let's start from the top. So we <laughs> we have the we have the tag team matches. We're getting ahead of us because you only saw three matches, son. <laughs> I want to use the juice. All right, so the the tag team match was fucking awesome. It was awesome. Um, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan are super solid. Uh, great, great. I, great I really don't like that the crowd was booing though. No, well, I they, know it's because like the Undisputed Era are so over. They were super over. They were good. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I get why they cheered for them at the end. I think. At, right. Yes. It was like they had to earn it. And I'm like, dude, they, they've put on good, solid showings well, at the they, previous NXT. They weren't tapings. booing them for that. They were booing. No, them. I know. I know. The, the baby faces were obviously the heels in this match. That's pretty much what it was. They were very good, though, like solid wise. Yeah. I think they need more character overall. Yeah. They're just super hard hitting shooters. We don't have. I mean, WWE doesn't. No, have I that. mean, like you need more. A, a certain level of charisma, maybe not a character, right? Like in the traditional WWE sense. Well, but you need a certain level of charisma that like is a little bit lacking. Because even Pete Dunne, who doesn't really have a character, he's just the bruiser weight, whatever that means. Like he has a level of charisma that like he exudes. Well, the closest thing I can give to you then for Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, what would you say for Shibata? They are the equivalent of Shibata in WWE. That's what they're supposed to be. Yeah, but Shibata at least communicates the fact that he's a badass by getting into those just like striking moments. Well, Oni Lorcan and, and Danny Birch did. No, but not not to the level of Shibata does. Well, I mean, they... I, I, I mean, right, I know yeah, because yeah. it's two different styles of wrestling. But they but are the equivalent works, of what he yes, is. But that yes. works in Shibata's favor in New Japan. In WWE, that works to their detriment. 
I mean, it's slight. It's not like a huge thing. It's not like I don't like these guys. I really do. I again at that indie show, I saw Danny Birch before he got re-signed, and he put on a solid match with like some indie dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like there, I was just like, man, this crowd does not appreciate like a a British style of wrestling because that's what he does, right? Um, and Oni Lorcan is effectively just like American strong style, I guess is the best you can call it. Yeah. Uh, He's super hard hitting, really fast and stuff. Yeah, but I think. Like, if anything, an equivalent to them is Kyle O'Reilly, because he was never, like, a big character guy in Actually, Ring of Honor or, I mean, outside of WWE. I mean, they were, I'd say Roddy is the biggest example. Roddy was just the dude. He was just a backbreaker guy. That was his character. No, but I mean, I guess it's being, like, a toughest nails guy. Oh, you mean Oh, okay. Because O'Reilly is that, right? Like, he is effectively that. Because I think in Red Dragon, Bobby Fish is way more of a, like, a character. Mm-hmm. Than, than Kyle is, and, and Kyle is just like, I'm just going to kind of dismantle you in various forms and play that awesome bell, you that which he didn't do. Yes, he did. He did came, he? They came out like that. Ah. Watch the beginning of the match, and it's all three of them, and then he's fucking Because I saw them like come out, do the fucking pose and whatever. No, but, but when they're him. walking, he's doing it, and Roddy's even like... He just he's, looks so ridiculous Oh, every my time. God, it's, it's so best. funny. It's so good. It's so over the top. It feels like <laughs> so NWO bullshit shit that's great. No, it feels like like the meta version of the NWO. Like the like Hogan. Doing I mean, that's what Hogan did. <laughs> no, but yeah, but he did it like really earnestly. <coughs> like I feel like Hogan was real earnest in his playing of that WCW belt, and Kyle O'Reilly is just fucking hamming it up so much because they're just like we're the best motherfuckers. Yeah, but know? it's so hammy. Like it's purposely. Hammy. I love it. I love it, and it's- I love it too. But I think that that's why I love it because it's so like it's it's so winking at at all of it. You know, it's like we're overt heels. I'm gonna play this belt, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I Roddy did something too, like they were in a band, or Adam Cole did when they were all coming out. But yeah, he was coming down doing it, and I think Roddy was doing it with him too. I have to watch it again, but I cracked. It. I was like, ha, there it is, my favorite thing ever. That but uh, was. but yeah, no, the match was awesome. Like, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say it to me it's as good as the like DIY revival matches because I felt those really like told an awesome story. Like watching those, I was like, this is what pro wrestling is. And this is like what you what people should be shown if they don't have a full understanding of pro wrestling. Right. Because I thought those matches were great. These matches were just like the work rate surpassed the storytelling. You know what I mean? In this particular match. But the work rate was so top tier that you're just like, man, this is really fun mm-hmm. to watch. I think uh, one of the good spots, they had the, the double submission that Danny Burch and yeah. Oni Lurkin put him on. And then Kyle like rolls out of it to just kick to the face. Kick. Uh, I like the Adam Cole gets ejected in the middle of the match because he gets pulled and everyone booed the shit out of that, which is great. Uh, there was that moment that Oni Lurkin did that fucking like sunset flip. like Yeah, to the outside. To the outside. And he completely like whiffed. Wasn't it that he... Well, he whipped on purpose. It wasn't yeah, like... Yeah, I think, yeah. like, they knocked him. He just fucking flew. It was like, oh, my God. Um, but the match was great. It won with the... Whatever the fucking move is called. The... Um, God, it's it's the wrestling move. It's where Kyle sweeps him and then... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did... Okay. They did Red... Uh, not Red Dragon's move, but they Double did... Double Dragon. They did what their thing is. Yeah, with Roddy. And he just... Well, no, isn't them. that, like, vertical suplex kicked to the back into a brain buster? But don't they not do that anymore? Don't they do... It's called Double Elimination or something or... Oh, I don't know. I, know, I haven't watched NXT for a very long time. I know they do do the Red Dragon move. Oh, well, no, it's not called Red Dragon. Chasing the Dragon. Chasing the Dragon. I know they do that, but I think they yeah, also... Chasing the Dragon and Double Dragon. They also do the one where Kyle sweeps, and then I think uh, Bobby kicks him in the face, which is always that dumb move that I always hated in any WWE game. I'm like, I want to do this, and now people do it. It's like up there with the you sweep, and then someone runs and does a spinning uppercut shoulder I mean, thing, to me, yeah. it's as lame as AOP's, like... 
Galarian super into collider? A Russian no into the Russian leg sweep. I think that's more imposing. I think a Russian leg sweep is one of the lamest moves out there. Yes, but I think so someone falling down anything. with the clothesline. No, because that's not it. The clothesline just knocks you back into the, the Russian leg sweep. No, don't they just both he collides and he brings you down into the Russian no, leg sweep? No, because he's usually, falling. He usually doesn't like he doesn't fall down. I thought no, he fell the down. arm like the arm isn't draped over the guy to add impact. That's what it's I thought it was. I thought he a hit. And then he falls forward, and then Russian leg sweep. And I'm like, that's weak. It should Super be. weak sauce. He should fucking lariat him, fall with it. Yeah, like, yeah, they should yeah, both yeah. just boom. And just I mean, if anything, it should be a lariat into a combination STO Russian leg sweep, which is to, what you're describing you effectively. To, well, yes, because I, I I thought in my head, it's he's holding him, guy bounces, he runs around, and he fucking lariats him. And I, I right, thought but the I was would be an STO. I thought I was remembering, yes, him. they would pancake between both arms, and they both of them would fall. I like think that, I think, I mean, they both fall, but it's not that. It's not the STO. God, I that's what it was. I thought Russian he was, well, he didn't kick out, but I thought he'd bang and just fall and both of them go, which would be more impactful because they're both that's swishing said, you. Combination lariat STO. It's like, a, it's there. the hyper collider is cool that they do, but super I always, collider. super collider, I always feel that it's just so like, ink. Like yeah. they just tap now. They did do the used to and run and drop, but now it's just like that was the jobbers. Yeah, and now it's who. At, by the way, they've been missing from Raw for so long. Don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I guess without and um, they're the champs. They're the Brock Lesnar of tag teams now. You're ridiculous. <laughs> um. Anyway, first a great opening match. Okay, so uh, really in the end, I'm gonna say this. I think the best match on the card was the Johnny Gargano Champa match. The thing was incredible. I mean, that's what I was expecting. I think this one gave it a very hardcore run for its money. I really liked Ricochet and Velveteen. It's an awesome match. And there's part of me sometimes that I want to say this is the best match on the card, but man, that Johnny Gargano Ciampa match. Again, like those guys fucking just blow the house down. That's the thing. Like not even seeing it, that's the match that I would give like side unseen the best match of the card just because based on the matches they've had leading up to it, they've all been super solid. And like they both been five star matches, and like the revival ones, like DIY revival ones, the story builds with each match, right? So I figured this was the case for this match yes. also. Uh, in what I saw, plus the ending, I mean, it looks a continue building. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I have to, but I mean, kind of top. I mean, well, the first two matches are awesome because yeah. I, I that fucking Velveteen Dream is amazing. Uh, he is very, very, very good. Because in this I one, still there was he's... not nearly as botchy as some of his other matches. No, because Ricochet's always on point. So no, I no, really... but yeah, but I mean, he, like, Velveteen Dream has botched himself. He has. You know, Wasn't in previous matches. In match? Was oh, there one? I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember. I thought there was one little weird fuck up. But, um. I also really like his Hogan entrance. <laughs> yes. He's very, very, very good. Like I always say, I still think there's, he still needs, there's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's excellent. I and mean, I feel that like if he's in the ring solid. with excellent people, he is fucking hyper excellent. I think he has like a super solid foundation yes. to go from. And that character is just awesome. It is. And he makes it work like through the fucking roof. Yeah. I don't even know how he's so comfortable in that character because it's so. It's like Gold does, bro. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's not as overtly gay as Gold Dust. Yeah, or I don't like even think that's necessary. Weird like Gold I just, does. I just like, think that he's like the right amount of Prince to eh, it's basically just the right amount of prints <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> have some pancakes <laughs> blouses like bitch some, <laughs> um so yeah that mat the uh, ricochet match Velveteen dream incredible um like what was it the spot where he suplexes him out onto the fucking mat from mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the fucking 
whatever the what the fuck apron apron yeah yeah hardest part of the ring it is i was gonna say the hardest part of the ring but uh that was because he kept trying to what ricochet was gonna go up he crushed him velatine kept doing this something he was gonna pull him into the ring velatine goes again because ricochet's gonna do his move he catches him and then he suplexes him out of the ring that thing looked like it fucking was the most painful thing i've ever seen in my life i mean the only thing that looked almost more painful was uh was it on raw or was it on the on sunday where Rollins got basically like dumped over the ropes. Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, Rollins and Ziggler. Oh, Ziggler, yes. Okay. Yeah, that shit looked gnarly. Like it looked like it was sa- the safest way you could do that. But like that vertical suplex over the top rope onto the floor, that was nasty. Um, they had the spots where since the whole thing was Ricochet, I mean, was um, Velveteen can do everything that Ricochet can do. So uh, and vice versa and vice versa. So what is it? Ricochet uh, Velveteen hits that fucking awesome ass uh, Death Valley bomb mm-hmm. where he fucking bounces after he hits. Yeah. Oh, that was a cool thing. And then Ricochet does one of his mm-hmm. own and he does that perfect like flip after that lands on his feet. Uh, man, that move where um, Velveteen does the he goes the coast to coast with the elbow drop. Yeah, the purple ring pretty much goes like 80 percent of the fucking ring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he I was like, I don't it. know if he's going to make it just like Ricochet and the shooting star. Yeah, that thing that is, is a lengthy shooting star, and he made it. Um, it look easy too. Some bitch, Ricochet. You know, I'm really happy that he still can do. He can go balls to the wall, still like flipping mm-hmm. everything. Oh, I liked it. Like, I think his second Osprey match in New Japan, it started off with a lot of like mat work. Because the whole first one was just that Flippy McFlipperson match. Right, right. That exactly. was the one that Vader got super up in yeah, arms about. Mad about. <laughs> uh, but specifically that this match was similar to that, where like the first few minutes were real like Matt-based technical shit. Well, mind you also, because Velveteen can't do a lot of the Flippy shit that Osprey can do too. Well, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. But I mean, even that like, that Grand Metalik step on the middle rope flip to the outside shit, like that was nice. Mm-hmm. And it didn't look like... He had the hard time doing it. I really hope he gets to do, but they don't have a lot of space. He can like a new Japan does the whole wide, the fucking just uh, fucking moonsault over the post from the ring where he oh, always yeah. runs over and f- moonsaults over the post. It's a moonsault, right? Yeah. Yeah. He moonsaults right over it. Really? Doesn't he? Or he sent on the Santon splash over it. I think it's just a flip over the post. It's just a fucking flip. Okay. Then so. it's a Santon. Then he just runs and Probably. fucking boom. But yes. Or it's just like a tope, tope style. Probably. But yes, he doesn't have enough room to land on people because New Japan has that huge, wide, like kind of area yeah. that he can run. But you'll never get to see him do, which sucks because that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen someone do. Just, I mean, yeah. It's also ridiculously dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's the future of flight. Um,. I'm glad that they let Ricochet still do the stuff. I know it's a different, this is like its own thing. Like the NXT is supposed to be like indie WWE. So they can do all this crazy shit. And I wonder if once he ever gets called up, you know, he'll, I assume he'll be on 205 live. They just called Leo rush up and he's, he's on it. Um, so he's going to be on 205. So I assume they'll bring Ricochet and 205 in itself is its own beast. Cause Hunter is still doing it too. So their announced team is still great. Just like NXT's announced team, even without Morrow, like Vic Joseph is really good. Yeah, he's he from 205. Good. Yeah, no, I know. I heard he's a 205 guy. You know, it's a, it's a very funny thing. Listening to their announced team. I listen to NXT's announced team and the takeover one. And more so than I listen to the fucking like main roster. And yeah. team. it's it shit sucks. And yeah, I actually found Percy to be very tolerable on this one. Cause he doesn't say dumb shit like coach does or Byron. 
Yeah, but Byron's fine because Byron's well, a because fucking he's idiot also a character, character, right? While coach, apparently he's like that in real life, but yeah, I still think it's a fucking that's that's a gimmick. Like, while coach said, Rhonda, you see, she's in that bear hug, but she's just resting. And then uh, Michael's like, "What are you talking about? I have a job." Yeah, that was Graves. I was like, "Holy shit!" No, it wasn't Michael. It was uh, Graves. Graves said, "How do you have a job?" But Michael Cole called him out. It's like, "What are you talking about? She's resting. She's taking damage now." And the thing on Raw, it's like I've heard in the back there's rumors that people are already clamoring to go into that five way multi person match. And then I think Michael's like, "That just happened two minutes ago. How have you heard these things?" And they just shut him up and they call him an idiot. And then the whole Finn Balor. Like, see, I told you. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Oh my god, I hate fucking coach. Like, he is like beyond levels of Booker T saying dumb stuff, but Booker T rambled like a crazy old man. Like, coach tries to say shit that that's not smart. <laughs> like, it's just, oh my god, fuck you. I think it moves at a pace that's too fast for coach now. Like, I think things happen at, a, at too fast of a but pace. But he also... Or he's too distracted by, like, who's whoever's... Like, Vince or whoever's talking to him or something. Because he just really... Yeah, he just says some real random the, shit sometimes. The thing with like, the Ronda Rousey, where he was like, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. fuck are you talking about, Because Booker dude? T would just ramble. And he would. And then he'd say anything. dumb stuff. Yeah. yeah about anything. <laughs> and it's like, you know oh, I, mean? I really like this guy. Did you just say you hate him? No, but the, the spirit, bro. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. What are you talking about, dude? He was the crazy old father. They would just ramble. While Coach says shit without thinking about it. Bring back Otunga. No, because he's also he's more pointless than anyone. Wow. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I heard that. No one's gonna hear it. It's just a uh, okay. Um <laughs> gotta cut that out. So anyway, yes, the two oh five is great. Even without Morrow, which sucks that he had to do the showtime boxing thing because he said on his documentary he said the favorite the greatest match he's ever uh commentated on, even more so than the uh the what's his name? The God, what the fuck is the boxer versus Conor McGregor? Mayweather? Yeah, Mayweather, Conor McGregor, all the crazy shit. He said the greatest things ever commentated was the uh, Cargano Ciampa match from the last takeover, the nuts one. He said that's the most incredible thing. And you can see in his fucking video where he flips out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And he would have flipped out in this one too. Oh my God. Watching him makes me wish I could be a commentator. Be Captain America Gargano. <laughs> that was a really cool costume. Anyway, so the Ricochet match. I still think like there are there are times when I was watching I was like this thing's nuts and like I there were times yeah. I was like I think this was the greatest match even though that Chamba Gargano match I really think that was probably the best those the first three the tag this one and the Gargano one are like awesome I mean you didn't really see it the Alistair versus Lars was cool it was a good match there was no like bad shit about it mm-hmm. there was a, a fuck up in it that I'll explain oh, yeah. when we get to it the black mask that completely whiffs it's a really fucking thing. It was a lot of bad hindsight between both of the two guys hmm. or foresight. I just don't like Lars like that. Like he doesn't draw well, me in. He lost. So like, I know. I know. I mean, I saw the end of it and I saw, I saw, um, Astro Black just posing in the ring for an un- unnecessary amount of time that even he was just like, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point he's just like standing there and I'm like, Oh, something's going to happen, I guess. And then he just like turns and like just raises the belt again. I'm just like, or nothing's going to happen. And then like they fade to whatever prepackaged videos. So <clears throat> I think after the women's match, they showed, um, EC three in the yeah. outside showed EC three and Keith Lee. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee's fucking awesome. Uh, obviously a lot of people don't see it unless because you'd have to watch indie stuff. He is probably the Isn't big on uh, PWG. That's yeah. And all the fucking shit. He's the, quickest fucking big guy you've ever seen he's a big heavy set dude but he can fucking flip yeah. he's fucking nuts and he's awesome and he's kind of like, like big cedric used to be yeah because bigger cedric was still he was still cedric but just heavier yeah but he's he's like heavy on top like he's yeah, a big yeah, yeah. muffin top dude but he's like a big dude that can beat you up 
Like, he looks like he's in shape, but he's a fat dude that's in shape. But he fucking moves. Like, he'll flip. He'll moonsault. He'll do nut shit. I mean, there's a couple guys I got. Like, I think the Mac. Not not the German, the Mac. Uh, the Mac. Yeah, Willie Mac. From, not Willie uh, Mac. Uh, yeah, the Mac, who Stone Cold stuns. Yes, yes. He's super charismatic. Yeah. He's but awesome. he's also really flippy for a big, heavyset black. And this guy, yeah. This guy's awesome. Uh, he also, his little pose without even having the microphone on him, he had that awesome charisma and stuff. And so, uh, I'm very happy. Uh, yeah, no, I saw his name. I was like, oh. Yeah, I've known he was signed, but, uh, you know, they always, I like how they always show off the people. I, that's the one thing I take was like, man, I wonder if someone's going to be here that they just signed, you know? It, it's a hype thing. It's like, oh, shit, oh, shit. So, um. It was weird that EC3 was in the crowd. Because like, he was in the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he assume had, that's this, well, today's NXT, which I saw some spoilers were listed somewhere. Uh, I always skip these NXTs after the takeovers because I feel like they're just nothing. I mean, even though War Raiders debuted on the last one right after, but I still kind of feel it's like, you know, that in between that no story happens. It just matches like mm-hmm. good matches. Like, I think you have to wait like what, like three weeks for a real NXT to actually begin because they have that. I think just two. They have the this show, then they have the, the recap, and then they have like the real show. Mm, sure. They always have like a recap show. Like, it's of everything usually just the one week buffer because that like this in between week, they can start a new set of tapings. And I think, if anything, that some of these tapings will probably be from, like, Royal Albert Hall or some of the WWE UK stuff. Well, that's next Monday. Yeah. Which, there's already the spoilers out, which I tried to not watch. I mean, WWE put out their own. They did. The and I know themselves. the names, but I'm not going to remember who because I've never seen these guys. I know there was a crazy, like, injury in one of the matches for the females and they had to cut it, so they're probably not going to show oh, yeah? it. Yeah, it was for one of the matches that led up to it. Oh, wait. Hold on. I had that. Tony Storm's there, and she is signed. So Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I like Tony Storm. Yeah. Uh, she's very cool. Very attractive girl, too. Um, so we just talked about the women's match. They had the thingy. Uh, yeah, so the Lars Sullivan, Alistair Black, wasn't bad. It was it was cool for what it was worth. Um, the big fuck-up was Alistair did the Black Mask to him, or a roundhouse, and um, he was a good, like, three or four inches away from the guy's face. There was enough that was a gap. But he did it so fast that he already slapped his thigh, so there was no way around it. So Alist- Lars kind of took a bump that he shouldn't have. Mm. Like, it wasn't as bad as Jeff Hardy whisper in the wind to Mahal that, like, he already fell. And he's like, oh, shit. Like, this was, this was, I already kicked. I'm spinning so fast. I didn't notice it. I slapped my thigh. You're way far away. And the sound was loud. And Lars was like, oh, fuck. And it was just, that was, and they even chanted a you fucked up. And that's the first time ever I've ever heard one in NXT. That's really funny. Yes. And, but it was quickly gone. They got the crowd back instantly. Um, I do like the ending, the double black masses to the face, but I always feel like that's the big guy thing, you know, the big guy, yeah, and he screams. I do like Lars's face is all fucking bloodied because he got a fucking hit on it, and it was cool. I'm glad he didn't win. I, there was a part of me that was like, oh shit, he may win. I, I know. Yeah, I was hoping he wouldn't win. Uh, I really don't know who's going to challenge next. Uh, I figure maybe they'll put EC3 or Ricochet towards that kind of path. Uh, I mean, I would like if, I mean, Adam Cole is US champ, but I always still feel that they should all kind of be a champion you know like we always talk about like the stable once mm-hmm. bobby comes back they can have them take it and then roddy could maybe be go US for the champ. champion yeah or you champ, but he'd have to lose adam cole but mind you whatever i mean somebody could be adam cole and, and then he could be yeah, and then he go through that thing. uh so the main event somebody could be naya transitional champion <laughs> so the main event like i said before fucking incredible i know you didn't see a lot of it um it started with uh, Candice LeRae giving uh, Johnny that half-broken uh, yeah, crutch saw, from the last match. Go kick his ass, and he comes out as Captain America. Crowd goes bonkers. It took me a second to be like, what the fuck is he wearing? Is and then I noticed the the, 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 the way the stripes were, were done. I was like, oh, it's like fallen Captain 
like Wakanda captain uniform. Um, and then uh, Champa comes out with his uh, his crutch. Uh, they hit each other in the beginning. They do that break thing and stuff. Um, you know, it was a super. It's imagine what a street fight. It's just fucking massively hard hitting. There was a lot of crazy gimmicks. There was the the handcuffs, which didn't come into play until like twenty some odd minutes later that he pulled out. Yeah, I saw the that. snapping of the the ring to pull back the mat. The wood wasn't even used until the end of the match with the the I DDT. Caught, I caught that stuff. Like they they kind of teased at it. I think the biggest thing was that fucking when they. In the beginning, they fucking went nuts on the outside, and Johnny like puts him through the goddamn table. There's an awesome angle. Uh, there was that fucking later on. It was when did you see when Champa pulls off Johnny's wedding ring and spits on it and throws it? Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, that was an awesome spot. That was a good spot. Champa knows it, how to be a fucking eel. Spit man. on that shit, throws it out in the ring, and then Johnny gets fucking fired up, and he fucking emerald flosions him through the fucking table, which is Celtic Cross, pretty much. That thing was a nuts bump, and it wasn't like. They were like boxes or whatever. They just went through that table. And it was like, it was two tables too. And I think they were like, oh, I can't explain it horizontally put, but they like, I don't know. They just fucking ate it on that ground. That thing was nuts. And I know like Johnny like gets fired up more because that's when they put Chomp on the, on the stretcher. Johnny's letting him go. Then he looks at his hand, sees the missing wedding ring. And he remembers that this guy fucking threw his wedding ring. And he just fucking gets that stretcher, pulls him back in the ring. Yes, and I beats missed the, a good portion of that. Oh, okay. So he looks at his hand and he sees there's no wedding ring because he's letting Chompa go. He gets the stretcher from all the people, pushes him away, knocks him out. He starts beating him up. He pulls Chompa in the ring, pulls him off the stretcher, starts beating the shit out of him. He cuffs his hands, puts him in the Gargano escape and stuff like that. And yeah, I saw got, him cuffed with the long cuffs. That's the weird moment. So... Gargano puts Ciampa in the Gargano no escape. It's in there for like a good like three, four minutes. Like he holds him on. Ciampa taps like twice. Where's the ref? The ref is nowhere to be seen. And then that's the hole that plays into that. He gets him out of the ring. They beat up. He's going back in the ring. He gets DDT right in the wood, which is awesome. And the ref shows up out of nowhere. That's the only one kind of, qual- uh, you know, little problem. It's like, where was the ref this whole time that he was like, what is he outside or knocked out? I think he may have been hit by Gargano when he was knocking off everyone, mm-hmm. but it was just a weird to watch. You right. see him make him tap out and it's not like one of those like visual taps outs. It's like the ref should be here. We're tapping like two minutes. All right, fuck it. Let me let go and start going to town on you again. Interesting. And then when he DDTs him, then the ref whip into the ring, he comes. That's the only one little problem. Uh, outside of that, I think it was awesome. I think there was another fucking like crazy head spot. I know there was that awesome plant where they go into the audience and there's the guy with the sign and Chamba tries to, to break it. it. Yeah, I saw some of that. <laughs> and he can't break it because <laughs> it's one of those weird fucking like it feels like the recycling, the post office bin kind of looking thing. Oh. It's like white. I don't know. I can't explain it's it. It's like a mighty wallet. Yeah, one of those dumb, but it's not like a sign. It's that weird like, I don't know, plastic sign bullshit thing. But yes, it is a mighty wallet that you can't rip. Um, I don't know. Incredible match, incredible match. Like I said, what I saw, it, it was just unfortunate because uh, Chris and I had just gone out to eat, and uh, when I got back, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna watch this," and then I was just like, "I'm full and sleepy," so I kind of knocked out. But I want to, like, my intent was to watch it because I was really looking forward to that match. And then, like, I woke up to go get ice cream, and then you got here when I was eating ice cream. Um, Monday Bank was all right. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a it was a weak front half to Money in the Bank. I'll tell you that. Yeah, much. yeah. yeah. Um, oh boy, that first match I actually missed it. The Daniel Bryan versus Vic Cass. I know he just decimated him. It was a sign. The writing was on the wall in that match. He decimated. I her. mean, 
it was more competitive, I think, than their last match. It was probably the best Daniel Bryan big cast match that there has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the best big cast match. Period. Not that that's saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's it it says a lot that much like like I saw this uh, comparison drawn on Reddit. Right, you have uh, Blake Murphy Bliss, Enzo Cass Mella. The only two that have survived are Bliss and Mella, and they're also both respective champions. No, Blake Murphy's on two hundred five. No, yeah, but I mean, like they are not big. You know what I mean? Well, okay, in the two hundred five, no, and, and, and I mean, Murphy is very big. Yes, yeah, he's but, a big I mean, name. He's going for the title, but yes, that's a sub thing. Yeah, because I mean, sad, uh, uh, he's very good too. If you watch two hundred five, uh, Blake is on NXT still. Yeah, he's with the weird other yeah, he's military in that tag guy. Team thing. Yeah. 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 But um, but the whole joke is that out of the three, if you were to tell me that Carmelo yeah, yeah, would be yeah. the one that lasts like a year ago, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Well, that's what I'm saying. That that the standout basically are Carmelo and Alexa, respectively. It would have been like, nah. Yeah. And they're good, but they're nothing like the other two. Like the tag team Enzo and Cass. Yeah, they're whatever. But they're like a fucking that was a well, that was the thing, charisma right? magnet monster. Like right. those guys could, you know, like the the dissolution of that tag team was the worst thing you could do for them. Well, they it, that wasn't it was because of fucking big cast broke his fucking he blew at his knee. Well, yeah, they just oh, they no, broke no, the tag team up. Before, right, they yeah. broke it up before that. He blew, he blew his knee right after he went heel. Yes. Uh, which quickly leads me to uh, something I was reading. He also on, bought a house with Carmela and, yeah, no, and he lives in it sadly. And she won that thing. So she has the house. Oh, did she? Yeah, she has the house and everything. But they weren't married. But I think in their like, yeah, weren't they married? No, they're just dating. I think she has the house. I think she's the one with it. She just bought it from him. Maybe she put more money down. Money in the bank. <laughs> money. Maybe, maybe she put Mella's money, bro. Maybe she put more money. I, I love Yo Mella. She's not a good wrestler. No, but I like her on the mic, but I don't like her in the guy. goddamn ring. Uh, so anyhow, this is an article from Pro Wrestling Shit. I'll try to be concise. It says, uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet has learned Big Cass doesn't seem, uh, doesn't seem to have been fired for one certain reason. Instead, it was a mix of multiple things. The most noteworthy happening on WWE's European tour. Uh... As you know, as we even we discussed prior during that whole little person segment that he just went like against what Vince said, that was probably strike one. Then uh, during the European tour, Big Cass was apparently drinking and uh, heavily, possibly, Mm -hmm. uh, and had uh, quote unquote attitude issues. And there was a claim that he was, quote, uh, being intoxicated in public, which especially for them is a big no, no. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you know, you're a public figure. Uh, It says, uh, multiple sources tell us uh, one of the incidents which rubbed people the wrong way happened in private. However, on the WWE bus chauffeuring talent, uh, apparently the bathroom lock had broken and Cass didn't realize it and thought he was being pranked. This is the best thing ever. (laughs) After being stuck inside for too long, a claustrophobic slash angry Cass broke down the door. This then meant that people had to embarrassingly use the bathroom afterward with no door. There are some people that were all right, not all right with it, but understood it because it was like, yeah, you know, the fucking door, the lock sucked. I was reading, but that's hysterical. I find that <laughs> so fucking funny that he hulked out and, yeah, break the goddamn tar down and that's what he gets fired for. <laughs> and if you look at him being released, they didn't wish him in, in, oh, good really? luck in his future endeavors. Nope. They rich they enzoed him as well. Oh yeah, it says WWE has come to terms on the release of William Morrissey, big cast. That's all it says. That's it. Doesn't say we That's wish the you. quote at yeah. least. Well, on the article, it doesn't wish him good luck on future endeavors. He is not future endeavored. He's fucking let go. That's 
hysterical. He can join Enzo and G in it. He was also pretty like super hyper political backstage, like not trying to move up, but like as in he said shit like, mm. you know, that people are like, nah, bro. <laughs> so that's according a lot of stuff, too. All right. Well, that was I can't believe that match went 16 minutes. <laughs> well, uh, I missed it. I came right when the Bobby Lashley match started because I was coming home from that work. That was another travesty. Supposedly Zayn was injured and that's why it was he a is. piece of shit match. Yeah, he, he is. Uh Another Pro Wrestling Sheet article is uh, Pro Wrestling has confirmed the report stating that Sami Zayn will be taking some time off due to injuries he's been working through. Mm-hmm. Uh, PW Insider first reported Sami has been wrestling with multiple injuries, and now that his feud with Bobby Lashley has concluded, he'll be traveling to Birmingham, Alabama to get checked out. Yeah, Sources tell us Zayn has been dealing with knee and shoulder injuries, but their severity is unknown at this time, so he's getting them examined to find out. Look, Zayn lost by a fucking suplex, and I don't know who the a fuck last suplex. the last person ever lost a stalling suplex. vertical suplex. two stalling vertical suplexes. Oh, yeah. I don't. Know, I didn't see the whole match. That's what I. Yeah, I mean, I was like, this is. I was in and something out. I don't need to. And then he beats him with two suplexes. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, does he have a finisher? His is the the crazy stalling vertical, but it's still uh, like it's just funny. It's just a yeah, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, I it's not also, even a brain buster. Well, you can't brain bust in fucking WWE. Yeah, I also skipped a good portion of Rollins Elias. That's not a bad match, dude. I I don't I don't care about Elias. It's a good match. That's Seth fine. Rollins like, is always I'll on watch, point. I watch Rollins and Ziggler more than I watch Rollins and Elias. Too. Yeah, it was, I, and I I did watch that one. It's just the Elias part of it. I'm just like whatever. I don't think he's gonna win. I don't think, and he didn't. <laughs> There was a part of me that said maybe he would. So whatever. I mean, I How have many nothing. Loves I have fucking crazy shit. So nothing to say about that. It's not a bad match. It's a it's a good match. It's a good match. But it, Rollins I mean, is always in good yeah, 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 fucking yeah. matches. So I now that he doesn't have the title, though, I mean, like I think that he he doesn't need a title, but he works best with a title. Because I think that's when like he puts on his best matches mm-hmm. when something is on the line. Uh, that's just my take. After that match was the, the women's, women's ladder match, match, which I think was very good. I thought it was very good as well. It was uh, probably that's one what they get for training for like a whole month just doing this match. They were off me. the house show things. All the girls. Yeah. Fine by me, man. Uh, that was a, that was a very good match. It was very good. I didn't think Alexa was going to win. I did not. I thought Becky was actually. I thought so, too. The whole time, even before that, I was like, oh, they're probably going to give it to Becky. And at the end, I was like, where's Sasha? Like, I was like, oh, when I saw Alexa come up, I'm like Sasha's probably going to just show up off camera. Yeah, like, yeah. you're not going to see her. She's just going to kind of come up. And then she did. And I was like. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, in in the end, I could see, understand, I understand why. Right, right. But it was still like, oh, why did Alexa win? That's fucking weird. Like, I was just like, what? Okay. I I, <laughs> I am just an Alexa Bliss fan at this point. So it's just like, oh, she won. I'm happy. It's cool. Moving on. But I was kind of like, what? All right. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I know that she is. If she hadn't cashed in that same night, I would have been like, oh. I was like, man, Alexa won. I know that she is lacking to a degree versus some other people in wrestling skill, mm-hmm. but I think she more than makes up for it in every other area. Mm-hmm. So I'm in. I'm in. Like, I'll still take her over Banks at this point, just because Sasha. I don't know, man. She's so hit and miss that I can't. I love I, Sasha. I yeah, I do too. But she's too hit and miss. You know, I just nothing. So like, don't get me wrong. I like Becky more than Alexa as a performer, but as a character, Alexa's like my favorite. Just because her character work is so on point all the time. Um, I think a lot of the girls shined. I mean, Lana did whatever, but Naomi oh, was really good in the match. She was. Uh, she took that nasty fucking, I think it was her and Sasha, that nasty bump, that weird springboard off the ladder. 
Yeah. Something happened to Sasha. I forgot what it was. Sasha worked like a fucking yeah. workhorse in that match. She was nuts. Um, Becky was really good. I mean, all the girls had a really great moments of shine. Ember Moon was on point. Oh, yeah, she was. Always. Oh, shit. She was she awesome. Was, she, if anything, I'd say she was the other workhorse of that match. Yes. Uh, who else was in that? Charlotte. Oh, yeah, that's right. Charlotte yeah. and Natalia. She was a little, Charlotte was a little forgettable. Natalia that, was right? the other one I thought may win because of the whole yeah, Rousey yeah, thing. Around, yeah, the yeah. Ronda thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought Natty had some really good moments in that, mm-hmm. but I mean, she's always solid. Yeah, like she's not necessarily exceptional, but she's always very solid. She is the like Dean Malenko of the women's division. Um, after that was the AJ uh, yeah. Nakamura, right? No, it was the main event of the night: Roman versus Jinder. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I didn't watch that. I match. also ignored that. I checked out. I know. Fuck, man, I feel bad that I ignored so many of these matches. But well, I mean. You shouldn't have ignored the Seth Rollins one at least because Seth's very good. The Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal, I know they whatever minutes work their ass off to do whatever, but so we had CM Punk, this match sucks, finish the match, end this. Um, God, what else? What are the chats? Um, one's from NXT, fucking. Oh shit. They had some really good ones. Boring, fuck this match, all this crazy shit. It was, it was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome! They all they chanted for someone from NXT. Oh, Velveteen! They were chanting Velveteen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet, I think, was the other one. Oh my God! Fuck this man! Yeah, man. Th- that, there was a that, there was the beach ball. That there strategy was the of Roman is just it's like I put him in there against somebody they like even less. It's not gonna the, matter. Boom both. It doesn't matter. Yep. I will say, Sunil Singh took a fucking awesome fucking bump from Roman, but he the fucking Sunil Singh always bumps really hey, well. I do like his little. I'm in the wheelchair, and then he gets up and he fucks Roman, and yeah, he goes, yeah. like, "Oh no, I'm in the wheelchair again." He gets a uh, yeah. I like that. But outside of that, I I can tell you nothing from that match. I didn't watch shit in that match. Yeah, no, same. Didn't watch anything. Uh, next match was Mela and and Oscar, which uh, you know ended the way I knew it was going to. Oh end, my but. god! You know, Mela gave Oscar probably the worst Oscar match I've ever seen. It's it's a really damn shame. Mela, like we said, Mela's awesome character, but man, she is she should not be a she oh, is, she's what? unbelievable against Oscar to to give Oscar like. You know what I mean? Like a run for her money and like put her in all these things. And I'm like, come right, on. Right. Like, what do you mean not believable? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's not believable to well, do that to us. Because I think she is like, in to, to use like a video game uh, terminology, she's just like generic wrestler number one. She is. And it also because like she that was, was her kind of she was booked is. to be just whatever. Right. And then out of nowhere, she, they make her beat Charlotte. They make her beat Oscar, like, and yeah, they're making everyone beat Oscar because now she's free game. So why the fuck not? Which kind of sucks, but yeah, you know. I know. Somebody was just like two years down the drain. Yeah, and then Oscar gets beat by a fucking weird ass roundhouse kick to the face. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm no, glad she didn't get rolled up. Kick. But the one really thing that pissed me off that match was Oscar being fucking dumbstruck by her clone for way, way longer long. than yeah, it yeah. should have been. Well, the fact, that the thing is that Carmelo is also like, what's going on? And she yeah. just was also they're just both staring and then at what's obviously like, you know, chicanery of some sort. I mean, Ellsworth got a massive pop, and I did tell my buddy, I love that wink that he did. That, yeah. that really well, over the, the that, top wink. That he can't wink, he just blinks. Yeah, like, he went, uh. <laughs> He was so like, like over the top, and I was like, that's funny. And then Mello rolls her up, and I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be a roll-up, this is so bad. And then she kicks out of it, and then she stares at Ellsworth again. Yeah. And then is... he pulls it off, and then she gets super kicked in the face and gets pinned. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was... Oh my god. It was lacking. And it's just like, she put her in that fucking coat of science. I'm like, come on, this is fucking Asuka who can just like get out of nowhere like flippy arm lock shit and i'm like it was really funny because uh since i was watching it on sunday or 
Was it on Sunday that I was watching? Or was I, I was watching on Monday or I forgot what when I was watching wrestling that my brother was with me and uh we were talking about just you know being tough and being whatever. And I was just like I was like, I have to show you this minute of Asuka getting her shit rocked by Minoru. Oh, that thing where he slaps the shit out of her. And yeah. and he was just like, Why? <laughs> Like, after watching, he's like, why? Why is this happening? I was like, no, no, hold on. Context. One, she booked this. Like, she planned this. Mm -hmm. Two, she asked him to go as hard. Not as hard as he could, but go in hard. And three, it was to prove that she was tough. Yes. You know, so like. It was an intergender tag match. Oh, that's why. It was because he was asking me if. uh, Yeah, it was because it was her and Marafuji. Yes. Against. Minora, I forget who else. Another one. I forgot the woman. Yeah. Um. It, it was because he was asking me. It was um. It was on Monday when Ronda was going nuts on everybody, and uh, he was, was just awesome. like, he was like, oh, have you heard anything about like her like you know unintentionally hurting people or whatever? I'm like, no, no, not at all. I'm like, you know, some people are just you know tough like that. <laughs> and then we got into that discussion, and I was just like, yeah, no, Austin's just a tough bitch. Like, but then, yeah, when you see things like that and then you see Mela beating her, you're like, mm. yeah, because Mela's not like, it's just like In- incongruity. There. Yeah, that character, that's like, no, you just can't take it. I So whatever, that really just soured it. And then her losing like that. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> the next match was uh, AJ Nakamura. It was a very good match. Surprise ending because I really thought Nakamura should win this one. Well, Nakamura's lost six matches in a row, dude. Has he really? Yeah. He six? lost, what, the three against Jinder? Or... Jinder wrestled him twice. Or no, he had five five losses for the title. Two from Jinder, three from AJ. One at WrestleMania. Hasn't been four from AJ? No, it was one at WrestleMania, uh, the Great, Amer- Great American Bash, <laughs> Greatest Royal Rumble, uh-huh. and now this. No backlash. You forgot backlash. Oh, so then six matches. Mm-hmm. There you go. But four against AJ. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I'm like, all four attempts he has lost. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it sucks. I'm sure he'll be world it champion sucks, at some point. dude. But I, I don't know. I like his character heel. His it's heel awesome. Character. And it's it's good. It's You could have given it to him. Give it to him. But I mean, at the same time, AJ is super deserving. He is. But like, I guess since Nakamura is so fresh and he's so new as a bad guy. Hey, it could be cool as this bad guy thing, you know, whatever. But I whatever. It's just weird that I was like, oh, fucking Nakamura lost. That's a fucking weird thing. I was totally going in like Nakamura's going to win this shit. Even been building up. You know, AJ got hyper frustrated. I will say it yeah, was you know, very when good. Ten count came out. I was like, whoa. Yeah, uh, I'd say very good. Um, oh yeah, it was great. That, oh, when Nakamura uh, hit his back on that announce table. I was like, oh god. I think that um, that Styles Clash to the fucking floor was awesome. Uh, that was. I thought maybe yeah, that was from the, the end. Steps right. There's a steps. I was like, maybe that's the end because that's fucking Styles Clash that you never see outside of the ring. Like that's it. I mean, people kicked out of it from day one. So yeah, but that's like in the ring. This is like drop yeah, you yeah. on the mat. If he did like the avalanche one, I'd be like, okay, whatever, you know. <laughs> Um, which he's tried to on John Cena. They've yeah. tried to do that a few times, and I always want to see that. But uh, it was that Nakamura gets up. He tells him to come on. He does the fucking thing. He fucking punts him right in the dick, and then he fucking springboard. <laughs> I love, I love dick punch yeah, Nakamura. But he like really hardcore, like boom. He just fucking fun. Oh yeah, no, AJ kicked him. <laughs> I mean, it was right on the side of the leg. Like, if you slow it down, you could see it, but it looked it like, looked it like he booted him. Yeah. And Nakamura was, like, crying, and then AJ gets in the ring and springboards fucking phenomenal for him through the table. I thought that was cool as shit, Yeah, too. yeah. yeah AJ's just... Like, I almost want to buy a 2K19 only for his cover. It's a nice cover. Um, it was a very good match. Very yeah, good yeah, match. Yeah, 30 this minutes, 30 plus. has to be their end, which it seems like, yeah. because he's moving to Jeff Hardy. What I could say is that he could beat Jeff Hardy for the title. 
and then maybe Daniel Bryan could feud against Nakamura for the the whatever the U.S. title, US title. and he could feud with Jeff Hardy. New 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 people, but it's a shame. But yeah, he should stay away from AJ for quite yeah, some for time. a little while. Yes. Um, then the next match was Ron and Nia. Uh, I will not. <laughs> I won't doubt Ronda like I was because we thought I thought this match was gonna be a fucking train wreck because of Nia and everything like that. But Ronda once again is very good. She's I'm telling you, she's Kurt Angle. She's very good. I mean, yeah, Nia's whatever, but Ronda's very good. <laughs> I mean, this is the best Nia match you've, you've I've ever seen or yes. you've ever seen. Yes. Uh yeah. Nia's awesome. The way she sells is fucking awesome. Oh, like dude, her this, I mean, granted, as the, I didn't catch it the night before. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, because it would have been on Takeover that whoever the fuck did it. I think it was in the Oni Lorcan. Uh, yeah, it was the the, the fingers. The two fingers. Like, yeah, yeah. But the I saw it on the night when I was like, "Ooh, that's nice." I yeah. didn't expect that. Uh, I enjoyed the finish because I love that fucking when Ronda fell out of the ring. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, where I think she gets powerbombed or something or whatever the fuck it was. She was getting hit a lot by Nia. Yeah, and she then, just like he, falls and then she the bottom like, rope. She did that that Kyle O'Reilly thing where he just fucking fell right out of the ring. Yeah, I love that shit. That was so good. God, Ronda sells so well. Like her face and everything about her, and also God bless. Compared to how hard she had, to, how badly she sold the table that Steph put her through. Yeah. In uh, also, God bless uh, Ronda in her little uh, UFC shorts. Those are the best things ever. <laughs> best things ever. Ronda's very attractive. <laughs> she was very <laughs> in the little the booty shorts. Uh, but she's awesome. And th- when she started fucking going haymakers on Naya, yeah, yeah. that's fucking great. Uh, I, I, I didn't expect the cash in. Didn't expect it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it though. And I like that in still putting over the fact that Rhonda's tough. Bliss had to go at her with that fucking briefcase a lot. And then she went out of the ring, which I was like, what is she doing? I was like, really weird. I was like, she getting a belt to come and hit someone or something like that mm-hmm. moment. And everyone, they were like, what are you fucking doing? Well, it's this. And I, then I she really, went over to Ron. And I really her. hate that. That's a thing that happens now, especially after the mellow thing of just like briefcase, not briefcase, briefcase. Nah, 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 nah. It's just back and forth. It's just like, no, just cash it in and go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Also, I feel like before they weren't like this competitor needs to stand. Cause that was the thing. Like, I think when, when uh, I think they always have to stand, they can't no, be on the ground. No, when uh, or they get on their knees or something, maybe actually, I can't remember now. I know they New get Year's up, revolution like, they're never when like Edge flat. when Edge beat Cena after Cena's match, yeah. Uh, and he cashed in his money in the bank. I think Cena was Edge just waited for Cena to get up to spear oh, him, yeah. I think, I think and yeah. then like Cena was down, he cashed it in, and then he was just waiting, spear one, two, three, over, yes, yeah. I remember that, yeah. You know, so I don't think there was a like, wait, wait, this person needs to be on their two feet. All right, go. Um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, I didn't expect Alexa to do her thing. And then the moment she catches, it, I was like, she's winning. There's nothing yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. stop it. Um, it was interesting that I went right back to her, though. Like that was that was the one thing I didn't expect. I, I didn't I thought it was too soon for Rhonda. So I, I like we discussed last week. I you know I, I like, mean she could have won it. It looked like she was going to. It looked like yeah that's it, and let Ronda well, just destroy all the women. Which I mean is I what think, she's there for. I think when we talked about her predictions, though, it was just like this match has to end in some sort it's, of like it was trickery. either yeah it's either a Stephanie I would imagine she showed up or B that yeah they give it to Ronda and she just destroys girls for like two minutes flat, which is whatever they they want to make her right, right, character. Right. It's okay. It's sooner or later it's going to happen where she yeah yeah, she's yeah. Do. but I think it's just too soon. You know what I mean, like um, at this point you're just kind of jumping the gun. And then we have the men's uh, main event, the fucking ladder match, which is really cool, too. It was very good. Very I good. was sad that there was no Biggie. It was Kofi instead. Yeah. I mean, it was nice that it was Kofi there because it's kind of tradition, mm-hmm. but I really would have wanted Biggie. I know uh, fucking Kevin took that nasty fucking Ooh, boy. fall, and then he was out of the match. Yeah. Never showed back up again. I, I thought he was going to come back at the end and, and something. 
He was dead, dude. That's what he, he was, was there for. He was very dead. <laughs> it's D-E-D. Uh, Little that, big, bro. Finn, Finn did that cool double foot stomp off the big ladder onto, what was it, uh, Bobby Roode, right? Yeah. yeah. That was a really cool From thing. the outside. I think the ending was uh, kind of weird. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, like, the whole thing, just he beats up Finn, and then he throws Kofi off, and then he just grabs it. I was like, oh, okay. Like He, like, rips it off the fucking thing, too. No, like, oh, I'm fidgeting. Nope. Mine. Oh, I remember there was another thing that Coach said besides the Ronda thing. During the female ladder match, he said that the ladder isn't underneath the belt, but from how we see it on hard cam, mm-hmm. the ladder looked like it was right underneath the belt. Right, right. And so it builds up tension. But now that he says, oh, why are they climbing? The ladder's not even underneath the belt. It's like, well, fuck you. Now I know. I mean, I knew that wasn't under the belt. But, but they were going for it, so you yeah, still yeah. build that thing. And everyone kind of looking at it from those directions makes it look like it is. But yeah, yeah. he just called it like it is. And it's like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. It's your boy. <laughs> it's my boy, dumb man. Uh, dumb, <laughs> dumb, <laughs> coach dumb. But yeah, I thought it was cute that uh, however many Raws ago, when they started on the ladders, that Alexa was just like, bronze winning. And then she was like, I'm winning. And they won. I hated that segment, but yes, it was yeah, it was a stupid segment. It's a stupid every year when they do it, but um, it, it was just funny that that's actually the result of the of the two matches. So uh, Braun winning, uh, Braun should have come out on Raw and instantly said, "I'm just going to cash in on fucking SummerSlam Brock Lesnar." That's it, because all this is is prolonging it. Until- Brock is coming for SummerSlam. That he's that's it. It's shown it. He's gonna fight Roman. Here we're gonna go. What they can do is they can fucking have Roman beat Brock. And then Strowman just destroys Roman and takes the bell from him. So everyone goes home happy because that'll end the show with everyone like everyone will be upset. But then we'll get everyone happy because at least fucking Strowman's got the belt and get it off. So we give Roman his fucking win that they've wanted over Brock because he's got to beat him finally. It's so weird still that like Braun doesn't need the money in the bank. Like he he doesn't. I mean, he's super over. If you put him in a championship match for the next three months... I think everybody will still be fine because he's so over. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, but they gave it to him anyways. <laughs> but do, by doing so, gives it that, like, it just puts it, it's like, he's going to fucking cash in on SummerSlam. Why would they not do it? I like they sort of you. I mean, they could and not do it, but then, holy shit, they're in New York? That shit's going to get booed out the building. They know it's coming. Oh, yeah. But he ain't cashing in on Brock. Brock will lose. So we'll have Brock's end, and then he's gone for good, whatever, because they assume he's gone. Yeah, UFC Brock. And then... And then Braun just destroys him and gets that fucking belt. And everyone, at least we don't go home with that vociferous Royal Rumble. Boo! And everything like that. At least we get people being like, hey. And then Roman could have won. And then whatever. Fuck that nonsense. Uh, it was cool. I really didn't. Th- I thought, actually, I really was hoping for Samoa Joe to win. Because I was like, okay, a Rob Woman won. We need a SmackDown guy. Who's on SmackDown? Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe can win. <laughs> and then he didn't. But that was that. But it was, it was not that bad. They had like, what, three, four good matches on the thing? Yeah, Not yeah. like the last one, Black La- Backlash, which was just like, what the fuck ever. Extreme Rules is the next review, and then we have SummerSlam. So. Oh, extreme Rules. Um, the least extreme pay-per-view there ever is. Yeah. And then we have an awesome takeover to come on uh, SummerSlam's time. So Yep. Uh, I guess we can end it with the uh, announcement of the G1 tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot that was the thing. That Did happened. you see all the blocks? Nope. It's a repeat of this past year's one. It's going to be just as good. So it's A Block... The most notable names, Okada, Tanahashi, Suzuki, uh, and those are the three big names in Eibaraku. Uh, uh, Togi Makabe is in it. Who's there just to be there. Uh, Yoshihashi, there to be there. Uh, Fale is there. Um, who else is in A Block? Oh, man, I'll just look it up real quick. Ba, 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 ba. Let me scroll down to 2018. B Block is where it's at, though. 
B oh, block yeah. is Kenny, Kota, Zack Saber. Um, Kenny versus Kota. That's probably okay. going to be the main event. Oh, A-Brock. Naito is in that. Evil's in A block. Yeah. Abra. They also announced the matches, actually, I think, for the cards. I think for four. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Elgin, Evil, Fale, Makabe, Okada, Hangman, Suzuki, Tanahashi, uh, Switchblade, and uh, Yoshihashi. That's A block. B block, Goto, Ibushi, Ishii, Naito, Omega, Juice, Zack, Sonata, Tama, and Yano. Look at that B block. That's Sonata, that, that Naito, that Kenny. Yano. Fuck you, that Kenny, and that Kota. And Ishii, ooh, ooh, that's a fucking incredible, that's a block. Yeah, it's a really that, good That's going to be some good matches. But I assume, I have a feeling, I mean, maybe, I think Kota will be Kenny. Probably. To set up something that he can have a title before. I really want that Golden Elite shirt, but it's cool shirt. I want it from uh, Hot Topic. I don't want to order from Pressing Tees. Yeah, it takes forever. Yeah, no, I know. Um, I think they have... All the knights are going to actually Kevin Kelly's going to be on them all. So it's going to be finally oh, wow. the first time we're going to have English commentary for everything. But they've announced the big matches. I know one of them has Okada versus Tanahashi. Uh, I think the final day is Naito versus I mean, Kenny versus Kota. So we have that. And I assume Kota should beat him so they can set it up because they've been waiting for that kind of moment. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, or Naito beats him. I really feel that Naito is going to win this one or Naito yeah, wins. Did anyone last year? No. Uh, last year was. Oh, it was Naito who yeah, won it was last Naito year. last year. Well, Naito can win. He can beat Kenny. And then Naito and Okada have their fucking match again. Sure. That's what I would... That's what I kind of see in the long run. I don't think Okada should kind of gun for it yet. Like, he shouldn't be in the, the title. Yeah, he shouldn't win the G1. I don't think... No, Okada yeah, should. no, no, no. Too soon. He needs a break, man. He does. Even though Tanahashi doesn't take a break. No, guys. He's a cockroach, man. My dad is a heel. A monster. My father uh, the heel. <laughs> All right, man. I think that's it because we've been running for a good little while. Uh, so once again, this is your host, Rocky and Rick. Take it easy, guys. Bye. It's time. It's time. It's made up. Wasn't that a great episode? I wanted to make sure to not only that I come in at the beginning of this episode, but I'm also coming in at the end just to keep reminding everybody that listens and loves us. Wink, wink, that you can always head over to our Patreon. You know, it's a thing we're trying to get into more, help maybe create more content, get more involved with the community, see who listens and get some feedback and just be more direct. So if you go to patreon.com, slash parts unknown pod then you know you'll be able to help us out you know get things rolling see if we can get like a nice little thing going over there and maybe up the quality do some more things video games maybe patreon i mean not patreon i'm sorry periscope live broadcasts you know whatever just interacting with the community more we know that wrestling fans love to talk about all sorts of wrestling things so yeah go give us a look over there patreon.com slash parts unknown pod thanks a lot Until next week.